I was not making myself proud. I was not making my family proud. I was just like, oh my God, I just went to college for four years and now I don't know how to do life. Welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, Miss Megan. That's right. Hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> these these intros never get any better. I'm sorry. Uh, my apologies if, one, you can hear my little sisters running outside of my door, um, even though I yelled at them several times because I told them I was in their recording studio right now, but whatever. Um, and two, I didn't release an episode last week, and I honestly didn't think anyone would notice, but... Several of you guys were like, what the hell, Megan? So, sorry, my bad. Um, just got busy, but that's okay, because I have a great episode for you guys this week. Um, I reached out to a girl on LinkedIn, and she was absolutely fantastic. I think she shares a very typical post-college experience of really not knowing what you're doing with your life, and she went into a profession um, right off the bat that was nothing to do with her major and I feel like a lot of people go through that where they jump into something that has nothing to do with anything they were learning in classes, really not sure about it, and then end up bouncing around thereafter. So she's a great story and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Um, before I do, couple, a couple things to talk about in this little introduction here. I promise I'll keep it short, but guys, I had such a big day this week. I had tears in my eyes because I was just going to check on my analytics for the podcast because I do care. Okay, I do. Um, And I broke 50 followers on the podcast. So not just like people listening. I am in the hundreds for people who have listened, but people who actually clicked to subscribe or follow the podcast just on Spotify. I broke 50. I think I'm actually at like 58 now, which is so exciting. Um, Oh my god, it makes me so happy. So keep sharing if you can. Like I said, I really want people to hear this. I actually posted it in two Facebook groups. Um, just as like I literally said, I think this is great for people who need to hear it. Uh, and I got rejected from both of them. So I'm going to keep trying to find a way to get this podcast out there um, because I think it shares some really good messages. So that's, that's exciting thing, number one. Um, number two, so it's kind of funny because... As I've been recording, I mean, last week I had a real full-blown adult, like, she's probably, like, the oldest, not in a bad way, but just one of the older um, people that I've interviewed, which is fantastic. I think they offer so much more experience, but then I realized, like, (laughs) as I interview these older adults, you know, they might actually listen to my podcast, and these 40-year-olds probably don't give a flying fadoodle that (laughs) Megan has... (laughs) like middle school crushes that she can't talk to at her gym or <laughs> that Megan has trouble making friends over Instagram. <laughs> so, you know, I, I came to that realization because I'm connecting with a guy who I'm going to interview for next week's podcast and he was telling me how he was going to listen to an episode and I was thinking, oh my God, <laughs> he's going to listen to me talk about my embarrassing stories and then I have to sit in front of a camera with him and chat about whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fantastic. I love it. You guys, you know, I don't really care. Um, but yeah, that was just like a little aha moment that I realized. And okay. Last thing, (laughs) this also happened this week. God, lots of things. So remember that judgmental episode I had a couple weeks back, maybe at this point, it's a couple months back. Um, but I was talking about how I felt like I finally embraced the idea that who gives a 
another flying fadoodle. I keep saying that today. Uh, a flying fadoodle about what you what people think about them. And I think that I really embraced that when I started this podcast and I've been posting a lot more about it. I make TikToks about it. I put it on my Instagram. Like I'm really just all in, right? And I at the time I was just saying like, it's scary. You know, people are going to see it. So I'm thinking... You know, I'm nervous about my old college lovers finding my stuff, like maybe people who have had a grudge against me that can just like make fun of me, you know, people my age, whatever. Um, But come to find out that (laughs) the biggest people judging me are eighth graders. (laughs) Yep, you heard that right. So I went to softball practice. I used to coach a girls team uh, last summer and I decided to surprise them at their practice on Friday night. And girls, if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are because all you want to do is make fun of me. Um, yeah, the first thing they go is, so what's, what now, Megan? How's the podcast going? <laughs> so there you go, you guys. I am getting bullied by eighth graders. So I guess I don't have to worry about, I don't know, like people my age that will judge me. It's going to be these little middle schoolers. So yeah, whatever. You know what? It's fine. Add it to the list. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's, let's jump right into it. Hope you guys like this episode. Like I said, it's a great message. Um, lots of unique experiences. She's only 28 and she's had like five jobs. So there's a lot out there. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much for connecting. I get so nervous that people think I'm like some scam artist, like reaching out with this really odd request. So I really appreciate the quick response and um, you wanting to participate in this. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely different. Um, I've never been asked to participate in a podcast or be interviewed for a podcast before. So um don't mind me if I nervous laugh. That's just oh no problem. Sense. It's funny you say that because the last <laughs> woman that I just um, interviewed, she I also connected with her through LinkedIn, and she said the exact same thing. She was like, "I'm really nervous." I go, "It's fine." Like Jesse, we can just kind of kick it off. Hi everyone, I have Alexis here, and um, I'll give the whole spiel of how I met you before. But if you want to go ahead and start off with any hobbies, where you're from, we'll get into the career stuff later. So just anything you want the audience to know about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first off, I'd like to say that I waved um, when saying <laughs> hello. So, hi, I'm Alexis. It's nice to meet you, pod- podcast audience. Um, God, what what do I say? I'm from Orange County, California. Um, born and raised. Not, born and raised. We do not call it the OC, um, but I have heard that forever. So, you know, it's okay. okay. Um, <laughs> what else? I live in San Francisco now, and um, hobbies include hanging out with my dog Pepper, um, who's currently in her crate. So if you hear any background noise, it's probably oh. her. <laughs> no problem. Um, and what else? I like to cook. I like to read. I like to watch movies and go to dinner with friends and all that good stuff. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, happy to have you here. So you. you said you listened to different another episode. So I guess what we'll kind of start off with is if you want to start at whatever point in life you feel necessary, I personally love hearing like what people think about going into college. If you did go to college, what they were thinking in high school and just kind of how that changed and um, how we've gotten to where you are now. And I'm going to start just chucking questions in there. So be ready for it. Oh my God. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me like you got it. For a second. <laughs> um, God, well, first off, I want to say you are so brave for doing this. You're 22, right? 23. Yeah. 23. Okay. You're 23. At 23, I didn't know squat about life. And 
So you reaching out the way that you have been and growing this podcast and diving into being creative is huge. So big kudos to you. Thank you. And I'm really grateful to be involved in this, you know, in this with you. So thank you for reaching out to me. Um, God, I'm trying to Jeez, think about you're like what hyping I'm... me up and that's supposed to be my job. So no, <laughs> I'm getting caught off guard now. <laughs> no, that's like, that's what I love to do. Honestly, like in, I know we're going to talk about the career stuff later on, but I think the underlying theme with, with what I've always done is I've always been in a role where I get to hype people up and I get to bring them along the journey of success. Success is not something that you do alone. You're never going to be like, I made it to the top of the mountain by myself. You're always going to have a team of people. So why not, you know, hype people up? Love it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'll be here any day if you want to keep doing this. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I love it. (laughs) So um, if you, if if that caught you off guard with throwing in the high school, um because I know that that's like sometimes just a lot to think about how about college did you go to college I did um okay okay, so I probably should also say so I'm 28 um so I went to college I graduated in 2016 um I got a degree in hospitality management um from the University of San Francisco and that was really cool um I will say when I graduated high school, I always knew I was going to go into college. I, Mm -hmm. it was never, are you going to go? It was, where are you going? That was just the expectation that was kind of put on me and put on everyone else who was in, you know, my community. Um, And that is great, but it's also, I think, kind of set us up to just be students and like be career students. I know a lot of people who are just gone back to school to get their master's and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And postponing they, the actual career. Absolutely. Yeah, they do it. And I think that it's incredible that they're doing it if you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, but I think also some people get scared and they want to just be a student forever because that's how we know, that's what we know what to do. Um, so it was never, it was always, you're going to college. Cool. So then I went to college and then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what do I study? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I like, okay, well, I loved art and I wanted to be an artist. Um, so I tried to go the art school route and okay. my family very quickly nixed that. They were like, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to be happy. Why are you doing this? And I was like, Ugh, and I buckled under the pressure and I said, okay, well, what do I do? Go to a four-year college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, my dad found University of San Francisco. Great, great university. Very, very happy. Go Dons that I went there, <laughs> you know, but um, it was different. And I still tried to do the design route. Um, and then I realized very quickly that I didn't want to do that. I, you know, my goals kind of changed. Um, hold on one second. I'll let Pepper yeah, out of no <laughs> um, So my goals changed. Um, and so I said, okay, well, what can I do? Um, you know, that's going to make me money and that I feel like my family would be proud of. Um, and so I ended up in hospitality management. I didn't want to do full-fledged business. That was just not something that I was like, heck no. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know anything about business classes. I know you were an economics major graduate, (laughs) so you kind of get how that goes. Um, but yeah, I was not gonna, I was not going to do full-fledged business. So I figured, mm-hmm. okay, hospitality management, that is. Wait, I'm curious then, what, what kind of classes do you take for that then? 
Well, so our classes, it's different based on what university you go to. Um, our program, it was half business. So it was all intro business classes. Okay. And then um, based on what track you decided to go on from there, um, you would take food and beverage classes. So that was really fun. I loved mm-hmm. taking my cooking class. Yeah, totally. Um, there was a wine pairing class that you could take. Like, that's cool. Who doesn't uh-huh. want to do that when right. they're like 21, right? <laughs> um there's also like hotel management classes that you take so it's kind of it's teaching you how to be a manager essentially um and that's really what we were all supposed to do when we graduated was and it's always the theme of my life up until I graduated was everything is set out you know what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. and it's decided upon by other people um And so you kind of don't know how to be in control. I didn't know how to be in control of my own life. Um, And I didn't know how to make my own decisions. I, like I said, I was 22 when I graduated. I knew jack squat about nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it kind of, and I'm not blaming other people for this, but I am, I definitely did not take the initiative to learn on my own and to fail on my own um, because everything was so structured. Mm -hmm. So, um, I graduated and I decided I didn't want to go straight into a managerial program and be a manager because for me, I've always valued when someone actually has experience in Mm -hmm. something. Um, So what that meant was I graduated with a degree and six months later, my student loans are going to kick in and I went to a private university and that's a whole lot of money. Big bucks. Yeah. Big bucks. (laughs) So I, um, I ended up working in a kitchen um, okay. and that was weird and that was kind of a humbling experience to be like I went to school I got a degree mm-hmm. like I should be doing something else with Paid my thousands time. of dollars to be working in a restaurant type of yeah position. okay yeah and that was kind of like a it was weird it was definitely mm-hmm. a really weird kind of thing to do I'm grateful that I did it um can I ask a a personal question here did you at all feel like you had failed at that point like oh my god yeah yeah oh yeah I gave myself so after graduation I graduated in like like May so I stayed in the Bay Area for until August Mm -hmm. it was August like maybe middle of the summer um and I was like I'm gonna give myself a little bit of time to find a job because I didn't do that before I graduated I didn't actually like have an internship you know, that was going to pan out past graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I'm going to give myself some time. Like, let's see what happens. Like it could happen. Anything could happen. It did not happen, you know, because those are things that take time to build up. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was too focused on like enjoying my last few months. Of Rightfully college. so though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. But also like, dang Lex, like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I ended up, moving home and feeling like the biggest failure I have ever felt like. I felt like I was not making myself proud. I was not making my family proud. I was just like, oh my God, I just went to college for four years and now I don't know how to do life. I was so lost. Um, I had like no identity. I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then to top it off, 
your girl got into a relationship. I would like to tell the audience at this point, if you don't know who you are, don't get into a relationship. (laughs) But um, yeah, that was interesting. That was a whole, that was a whole interesting time. My early 20s. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, it was, it was wild, wild. So so how'd you land the kitchen and what exactly was that role that you were doing? Yeah. So I was working at um, a bakery and I was a kitchen hand. Um, It was basically come in like early, early mornings. I think it was like five or six in the morning. You come in, you start, yeah. You start your day. You are baking. Roll the dough. (laughs) Yeah. Roll out the dough, make scones. I learned how to make cakes. I learned how to ice things and really oddly good at like writing on cakes and chocolate. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Special skill. I didn't know that I had. it was fun. It was really cool, but it was not something that I wasn't challenged. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't pushing myself to be better. And the people Mm -hmm. around me were just like, okay, with what I was doing. And Um, so you, you went into that position, assuming this is just a short-term fix. I need some money. We're going to figure out something in the future. Did you have any idea at that point, what that next step was, or were you really just like, all right, this is like my form of grad school and I'm just like postponing jumping into a career right now. I literally had no idea okay. what my next step was going to be. I, I sorry, dog my dog is. By the, no, it's so cute. <laughs> I keep seeing like the head like going back and forth. I love it. <laughs> she likes to be the center of attention. Um, yeah, no, I had no idea what my next step was going to be. I just knew that I had to start making money and I knew mm-hmm. that I needed to get out of the house. Um, So I did what I thought would make me better. I started going to the gym a lot, Mm -hmm. um, which I think helped, you know, it helped me get a lot of energy out. Um, I got into a new relationship. So that was kind of a whole thing to distract me. Um, You know, I was kind of trying to reconnect with friends at home, but still not really finding like that happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got um, an offer to come and work at a local organization um, back in SoCal that, um, it was kind of cool. It was working with people who were a lot older than me. Um, but it was working in event planning and program management, which is what I wanted to do at that time. And that was that at all related to the hospital management. I would imagine like a little bit of crossover between that. Yeah. So did I just say hospital management? I, I'm sorry. I'm in healthcare (laughs) and I don't know how to, uh, not say hospital I guess (laughs) honestly it happens all the time don't even worry about it a lot of the time people are like hospitality yeah a lot of the times people are like hospitality so like you you manage hospitals and I'm like no no not even quite yeah (laughs) no different okay yeah that's like a whole other thing um (laughs) yeah but um hospitality kind of encompasses it's huge it's a huge Mm -hmm. huge industry um but one sliver of it is event planning and uh, uh, meet program management. Sorry. Cool. Um, yeah. So I, and how did that, how did like, that job come about? Um, my mom. Okay. My mom uh, was on, she had connections basically with the director of this organization. And cool. so um, it felt weird to be like, I'm getting this because my mom knows someone. See, I need to stop you right there because I had a like big aha moment last year because the same thing happened with me. I was, this was after college or actually middle of college. I'd gotten this internship through like a really prestigious um, 
research organization right by my house. And it was through my, a family member. And I remember I felt so unbelievably guilty thinking like, mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be here. Like yeah. the only reason I'm here is because of connection, but like realizing that that's not true at all is so important because there's a reason that one, you stuck it out or like we're even given the opportunity and could yeah. continue there. If you have the talent, like you need to have some sort of talent and like your mom's not going to put you into something <laughs> that you're not ready for, you know? So I I'm happy you said yeah. that because I think that's so important for people listening to remember is that connections aren't bad. Like there's such a stigma yeah. against it, but they are not bad. There's still a reason that you're there. Yeah, definitely. And they also wouldn't keep you on longer than like six weeks if you couldn't cut the mustard. You know right. What I mean? Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it was weird. It was weird to be mm-hmm. like, I, I felt even more so that I had to push to create my own identity and like work even harder mm-hmm. to prove that I could do this and that I could stick it out. And so I think that kind of that mixed with me being frustrated that I had like come home because I wanted to be out on my own so badly, um, created this like intensity that mm-hmm. was really kind of toxic for me. Okay. Um, and so it was a great opportunity for me to be there and get the work experience. Um, mentally, I was in probably one of the worst places that I could be. I was like, having panic attacks I was just or not panic attacks anxiety attacks because I learned recently that there is a difference um you know I wasn't taking care of I was taking care of my body but I wasn't taking care of my mind Mm -hmm. and um it was it was rough it was a rough few years um I was still pretty lost I think I eventually me and that ex we broke up and I was like okay who am I like Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got away from that relationship because I knew that it wasn't good for me. And it got to the point where I was like, I have to choose myself. I can't, I can't choose. I can't keep choosing this other person. I need to protect my peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so then I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do? I want to move back to San Francisco. And so I took an interview and I actually got the job and I moved back within like, I mean, all of this happened so fast. It was literally less than a month. I think. Wow. Okay. And and, an interview, did you, were you applying to, so you could get away from that other job or, okay. So you're applying a bunch of places. Yeah. Applying to a bunch of places and just seeing like, okay, I know that I want to make this jump back to San Francisco. Like, how are we going to make this happen? And I, I was sad to leave that organization back in SoCal because it felt like home and I'd really grown up there, Mm -hmm. but it was you know, when like, you know, when it's time to make a move. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I ended up back here in the okay. city and, um, I was working with a hotel and that was quite an experience. And, um, let's just say, I don't think I'll ever do it again. Very okay. Very okay. Very Wait, now you're, you're making me curious. So I need to know what was this role? What was your responsibilities <laughs> and what made it, uh, we're going to leave and never look back. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, oh geez. So the thing is, um, God, how do I say this? It just wasn't for me. I think okay. that being in an extremely intense sales driven environment is for some people. And I think that they thrive off of that. They love it. They want the intensity. They want to do this every single day and they're passionate about it. Incredible. Amazing. I'm mm-hmm. really happy for those people. I'm not really one of those people. 
Okay. I'm more like, I like doing, I like working with others, but I also want to have like a team player environment and I want to Less you know, cutthroat people up. Yeah. I'm okay. not super cutthroat. I'm yeah. And kind of so sorry. Back. So so it was a sales <laughs> position that you were in before or like at this hotel? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was kind of more of on the sales team. Um and it was great, great experience for six months. Um, didn't work out ultimately, and that's okay. Um mm-hmm. when that conversation came about, I that was probably so that was the first time I'd ever been fired from a job. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I, I'm curious. You need to you need to elaborate because these are things that the listeners would love to hear, I'm sure. It was kind of a little bit of a chaotic mess to begin okay. with. Um and it the team dynamic just wasn't it. I don't think I was a good fit for the team, to be completely honest. Um, and I tried and I really, really tried to make it work, but it wasn't again, I was not focusing on my mental health. I was where I wanted to be and I was physically doing all the things that I should have been doing immensely. I was a mess. I was Mm -hmm. just, it was chaos up here. And I think when you don't take care of your headspace, then the rest of your life is, is just going to be crap. It's going to be all messy, you know? So, um, and also when you're in pain, I think you seek out other people who are in pain, whether you realize it or not. And so, I think the team that I found, they're all incredible individuals and super driven, just amazing people um, on their own. But I, it was not a good, healthy place for me to be in at that time of my life. Um, And so a lot of factors were in there. And I know that that's big, but a lot of factors were in there. And um, it ultimately ended up that, that the company decided that I was not up to, um, the standard that they needed me to be, I was not operating at the caliber that they, they had to have me at. And so I was let go. Um, I was put on a performance plan and then let go. Um, and that was defeating. Um, yeah, that was really, really wild, especially because I'd always succeeded in everything that Mm -hmm. I did prior. I was just about to say, you sound like you were very academically driven. So I know that for people like that, that something as hard as getting let go or turned away is gotta be very hard. Yeah. And it's, I was an athlete growing up. Like I've always been very, you know, this is what you do. Like everything Mm -hmm. has been set up. I know exactly the steps I'm going to take. And then when you're suddenly feeling like you're free falling again and you have rent to pay, you have bills to pay. It's just like, Whoa, what am I going to do? Um, Luckily, I didn't really have to wait that long. I'd already been entertaining because I knew that I didn't want to be there long-term. I'd been entertaining conversations with another company um, and they had incredible culture. Um, It's a women's athletic wear company in the Bay Area. They're really, really cool. Um, I wish I could say that company because you guys definitely need to check them out, audience. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just have them start doing Google searches. I love it. I love it. Google it up. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So I ended up with that company. Um, They recruited me. And so it worked out that I went into that role and um, I was really excited and I was just over the moon to like be there. And I was like, this is it. This is my spot. Um, What kind, sorry, what kind of role was this one? So this one um it had an obscure title 
Um, <laughs> it did, but it was also, it was a program manager, essentially. That was okay. the gist of what it was. Okay. Um, so, but working on internal programs and incentive programs for employees. Um, so still like focused on admin, mm -hmm. um, but always with the underlying theme of people first. Um, so that's always been the roles that I've focused on. It's like, it's all different. It's all weird. If you look at my work history, you're going to be like, yep. in the And so I reached out. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not connecting the dots here on the page. So <laughs> it's, it's all over the place, but, um, the way that I see it, I've always worked with people. I'm focused mm -hmm. on people. I'm focused on how can I help? What can I do to make it better? Like, I want to be on a team that's like making a difference. Um, yeah. And so being with this company, I felt like I was making a difference um, for these people. And then they were making a difference for the community at large. Um, you know, so that was really cool. Um, and then the pandemic hit. We Ooh. love it. We <laughs> love it. We love the panini or whatever people are calling it these days. <laughs> the panini. I have not heard that one, but I think I might start using it. The panini. <laughs> it's like people who wanted to avoid saying pandemic said mm -hmm. anything but it. So they would say panini. But I don't know what other, every other word for it. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And then I was like, oh, cool. Great. What do we do now? Mm -hmm. Um so I again went into a little spiral you know, yeah little spiral a little bit you know kind of like oh crap like and I was definitely one of those people who was like it's gonna be a month like mm -hmm. oh totally yeah two weeks month. I didn't even give it a month I gave it two weeks <laughs> I didn't even buy masks for the first month because I was like this is bs I'm not gonna need this like it's not real <laughs> so yeah I oh wrapped a scarf on my head for half the summer <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god yeah no that's literally I was like no it's totally fine and then it was not totally fine mm -hmm. as we saw like the narrator in the background is like little did she know yeah <laughs> little did she know um yeah so god what did I do I watched a, a lot of Netflix um and I was like it's fine I'm gonna go back to this company did they, did they put open. you on like leave or something or or oh how so, did they yeah, I should probably explain that um, <laughs> <It's> okay <laughs> so they did have um because it's a retail company, they did have to do one wave of layoffs. Okay. And then in the second one um, was, was me, I was in that second wave. Gotcha. Um, so because I was so new, it couldn't be a leave of absence, it had to be a layoff. Okay. Um, you know, so I respect it, obviously, yeah. like companies have to make sure they're going to stay alive. Right. You know? um, so I totally, totally understand. Mm -hmm. um, God, so what did I do? What did I do with uh, the beginning of the pandemic? Well, I got this sweet baby right here. I got <laughs> oh, my that, COVID baby. I would say that's a pandemic baby. I see. <laughs> yeah, she's she's my pandemic baby. Um, yeah, so I kind of I saved up a lot of money from mm -hmm. unemployment. Um, I got my pandemic baby because I'd always wanted my own dog. Mm -hmm. um, I started. What did I start doing? I started reading a lot. I started focusing on like my mental health and like, um, you know, working out in ways that I could in the apartment. Um, and I realized that I didn't want my validation to come from what I did for work. And that was a huge turning point for me to realize that I am a whole person outside of what I do. And how much I make should not dictate my self-worth. 
that's like mind blowing. That's insane because honestly, it takes people until they're in their fifties to get that. So, um, now we're what God, two years into this panini, (laughs) 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 you know? Um, and, and I am kind of like manifesting this new life for myself. I just moved out on my own. Living Amazing. on my own. Yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. It's very exciting. Um, but yeah, so Pepper and I have our own place now. Um, I'm working at this great company that does interior design. And I never thought that I'd be in the design world, but it's kind of like opened my eyes to what else is out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm focused on like my quality of life now instead of just my career. And I would love to be able to do something that I'm passionate about and make money off of it, but it's not like, that's not my sole focus. And in terms of what, how I define success anymore. So it's kind of, yeah, it's it's totally. Okay. I have so many questions now. Uh, You just like made me think of, okay, first things first, before we dive into like more of the deep stuff, can you just give like a quick one minute recap of all those different positions that laid out because as someone who like stalks your LinkedIn profile, <laughs> I had it all right then and there. But for a listener, I feel like we went in so many different directions. So yeah. So you, you went into <laughs> hospital management. <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> Hospitality management, everybody. That was wrong. Okay. So you majored in that. Then you moved to SoCal, right? Okay. And yeah. you were doing wait, that's when you were doing bakery or something, something. Okay. You take it. You take it. I'm going to be, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to screw this all up. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's honestly, it's like, it's a whole mishmash. It's, it's a, a rainbow quilt of yeah. interestingness. Um, so I got a degree in hospitality management, moved home, became a kitchen hand, realized, no, no, we cannot do that. Went and became an event planner slash program manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and then briefly in little blip in there I worked at a catering company but we don't need to talk about that okay um, so overarching I was doing event planning um okay. and then decided I was going to move back to San Francisco so that was 2019 okay. um so this is 2016 to 2019 I'm in SoCal 2019 in the summer I decided I'm moving back to San Francisco so I get a job at the hotel move back up I think it was like five or six months and later and that was a sales position yeah. Okay. Sales position. And then I, um, six months later, I think it was, I get fired. Womp womp. At this other company at the athletic wear company. Um, and then panini happens. Womp womp womp. Womp womp womp. Um, and then pepper happens. Right. That's a, that's a huge cheer right there. <laughs> huge cheer. She does it. She's excited. She doesn't even know what the heck's going on right now. Um, so that happened. And then what happened after that? And when did you get this job? The current interior design job? Oh, oh, well, so before that I did go back to the other place. It's all over the place. Oh, you Sorry, did go guys. back. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I apologize for the listeners. You guys are going to get whiplash from my work history. Um, yeah. So I did go back on a contract role um same role contract type 
though, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I finished out the end of um, 2020 with, okay. with them. Um, but then they didn't renew the contract. That was heartbreaking, but it's okay. So interior design company, um, I actually started as a temp um, because I didn't want to be on unemployment anymore. And mm -hmm. I was just, I was done. So I took the temp role um, and I was there from January to May. And then I moved on to a different team, still within the same interior design company, but now I'm a full-time associate. So wow. it shifted. Um, mm -hmm. And now I'm moving on to another team still within the same company. So it's kind of, it's been this like, ooh, like whirlwind yeah. snaking around kind of thing. Yeah. Um, very cool. Was that clear? Yes, I hope that, was that was super clear. clear. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that put it all together. So, so now for the deeper <laughs> stuff. So get ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I love the part about you finding your self-worth and all of that and not equating it to a job, because I think, like you said, I've seen it from my parents and from a lot of people around me is that I agree that some people just like define everything about their lives based on the career. And I mean, you even see it in like dating nowadays where people don't want to partner because of the career that they have, or people aren't friends with people because of the careers that, so like, I think it is very hard for some people to discern, like I am my own person. So obviously that's not an overnight switch that happened. How did you one realize that and like was there a um like a light bulb moment that was like oh my god I need to change my ways or was it you know just after some reflection and then how did you get out of that and what what kind of steps would you advise listen a listener to do if they feel like hey maybe this is me and I'm putting way too much of myself into this career focus which is great and I don't mean to knock that because I think it's super important to yeah. be focused on your career but there's a difference between being focused on your career and being passionate about it. And then on the flip side, defining everything you do in your life around that career. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't, I mean, I remember like specifically, Hey, Oh, sorry. Is that a sneeze? <laughs> no, she's just deciding to throw her toys everywhere. <laughs> um, I'll just do this. No. Um, I don't think there was one like moment for me where I was like, aha, no, I see the light. It was mm -hmm. more like I was just alone with my thoughts during the pandemic and I didn't have anyone to focus on. I didn't have anything to like distract me. So I had to deal with the mental mess that I had, that I had, you know, mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything to take my mind off of it except watch Tiger King, you know, <laughs> but like really what's that going to help? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, which it did kind of distract me, but I still had to deal with what was going on in my head. Um, and I just really thought about like seeing my dad become super, super depressed, like a few years back, um, because he had been laid off because of something. Um, and he was like, I just don't know like who I am. I don't know what to do with myself, you know, like, and he's one of the smartest people I know. He's an incredible person. He's so giving and so kind. Um, and I was just like, I wish you could see yourself the way that the world sees you. You know, we see that you're kind we see that you're strong. We see that you're smart and passionate and all these things, but like has nothing to do with your job. Mm -hmm. you know and so I just didn't want to get to that point where I'm in my 50s and having this like emotional breakdown so I think it was kind of it was kind of 
based off of seeing him go through that and then being like, okay, well now I have time to work on my mental health Mm -hmm. because I don't know what else I'm going to do with myself. (laughs) I have done like work on myself previously. I've been to therapy before and I've like kind of been able to get better coping skills um, through that. But I think this time around, it was more just like, okay, I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to do like little things. And this is something that I've still done now where I'm like, I'm going to give back to me and like try and be my own best friend. Um, um, so that's another thing that I started doing is I tar- started talking to myself in the mirror and I swear it sounds crazy, but it works. Listen, like, you should go listen to my 2022 resolution thing because I kept telling myself I'm gonna call myself a bad bitch. I'm gonna say like go. you sexy mofo over and over and over. So thank you. You hear that, guys? This stuff is real. It's not it's just real. me. Like yeah, oh, 100%. People think it's like bogus. No, it's very, very real. <laughs> it's very real, and and I think it goes back to like the theme of taking care of your mental health. And like, if you were constantly thinking negative thoughts you're going to bring negativity to you. It's, it's Mm -hmm. a magnet. You're a magnet for it. Like, and like, it sounds kind of crappy to say, but like, take care of yourself. Why wouldn't you want to like bring in some like happiness and positivity to your life, you know? Absolutely. I'm I'm not saying be out here and like be completely oblivious to life struggles. Like there's always going to be things that happen, but you know, if you can, there's enough crap in the world that we have to deal with on a regular basis. Why are you going to also shit on yourself? I love that. I think that might be the little soundbite at the beginning of this episode. That was perfect. (laughs) You you. nailed it right there. (laughs) Yeah, but it's kind of, that's kind of what I've started doing is like being kind to myself and hyping myself up. I definitely went in the bathroom before I called you (laughs) and I was like, hey, you're amazing. You're kind. You're fantastic. You're smart. You have so much value to add to this world. And like, I'm so proud of you. Like when I first moved into this apartment, I, my stepsister got me this little light sign and I put on there, I'm proud of you. Like I'm proud of me, you know, it's, it's a, I'm a work in progress every day. And so I think just like trying to be kind to myself has every day has been like the thing that I practice basically. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if that's like, it's not really a huge a huge, this is what you have to do. It's, it's something small, but I mean, if you make the small change, then that, then it's huge in itself. Absolutely. No, I'm a firm believer in the impact of, you know, self-affirmations and telling yourself you're worth it. And I think there's always this stigma against like cockiness, which I think it's different and people need to, it's, it's different. Cockiness is like an arrogance to you that, you're unstoppable, which I mean, you are unstoppable like, if you tell yourself <laughs> that, but it's just so different when you look at yourself and reflect on how amazing you are as a person and tell yourself that I completely agree. You're going to emit this positive frequencies and then it just makes everything better. Like if you yeah. look at every situation that you you've been put in and think of it in a negative light, then obviously that's all you're going to focus on and anything that comes to you. I mean, you've been through the ringer in some of your stages throughout the past like five years, but you've come out of it. And if you spent the past year reflecting on all that as poor, like as bad things have been happening, then I highly doubt you'd be in the position you are today. And it sounds like you're doing pretty dang well. I mean, you've got a beautiful dog. You've got a great job now. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's been a work for sure, but it's also like, it feels, so I am dating this new person who is 
incredible. Um, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Taking it slow, though, because mm-hmm. I have things that I want to do before, you know, we make that official. But um, he asked me the other day, he was like, do you like if you could add one thing to your life or change something to make yourself happier? Like, what would it be? And I was like, honestly, I'm I'm so content. I am mm-hmm. so happy and grateful and content my heart is so full right now like I don't I'm not wanting for anything you know and Mm -hmm. it's just it's great to feel that but it also like it comes from within you know I think having that gratitude and feeling that happiness like comes from me and if I don't I can't look outside for that validation I have to look at myself and I have to take care of me every day to to help other people, you know, and to be there for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Thank you so much for this. I'm, I'm realizing I'm cutting right on time, but, um, one more question, if you don't mind, yeah. I, I mean, you've given so much, so many great pieces of advice here and, and words of wisdom, I think, but if you had one thing you wanted to leave the listeners with just any sort of advice or anything you may have heard, um, in your past that has helped get you through it, what would you want to tell a listener? um be kind to yourself and then in turn be kind to others because you never know what everyone's going through absolutely yeah absolutely (laughs) well thank you so much for this this was incredible I'm happy that this was a successful random reach out to somebody on LinkedIn yeah see this is different because the last girl that I reached out to on LinkedIn she had a post that like went viral and so she had a bunch of people I guess reaching out to her inbox whereas like I literally just stumbled across your page so (laughs) I'm like very grateful that you were like this girl's a freak (laughs) no I really appreciate it I'm so glad you did this and I'm glad that I'm glad we're here everything happens for yeah a reason. So absolutely yeah of course <laughs> thanks Megan I'll talk to you soon okay I hope you guys liked that episode I told you it was gonna be great um I'd say that every episode because they're all great and I wouldn't put out bad episodes but she you know going from that kitchen job that has nothing to do with your major I feel like that is something that a lot of people do is after college, they kind of just get funneled into this position that they're like, what the hell am I doing? Right. And then they bounce around. She went from pursuing something with her major to not at all to like very, very different positions, which is kind of typical nowadays is you jump at whatever opportunity lies in front of you. And I think she really, um, showed us that. I mean, she was all over the place. She also got hit by the panini, (laughs) as did a lot of us. But um, I think for her, it was really helpful. And I'm sure some of you guys have found that personal growth during those more challenging times. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys got a good message from this and it helps set your week off strong. Go ahead and give this a like, a rating, a star, maybe follow it, send it to your friends, follow What Now Megan, bully me if you want, whatever bad publicity is still publicity, you know, it's fine. So, yep, I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, Grab the bull by the horns. See ya, just do life.